Trent Lowe, uh, he doesn't care about your feelings when he's racing. Uh, guys like Ferran, when he comes over, he don't give a shit about your feelings. So you have these guys, Dalton, like they don't care, man. They're they're there to do a job. So it's uh yeah, just get ready to leave your emotions in the truck, go race. It's uh in the and I hope they do well, Rob. So. Episode one, two, three, Tank Slapping Podcast. It's just Robbie, Bobby, and myself, guys. It's uh, going to do, there's actually a lot to talk about-ish. Um, going through the uh, singles and twins pre-entries. I noticed a lot of things, Rob, on like who got licenses for which class. We're going to talk a little bit about the purse structure that they announced. We're going to talk some rules. And we have some guests high low line questions that the fans sent in so we'll get into that man but what's good what's good with you man just uh wide open here man like non-freaking-stop but uh in a good way man we're just it's just the daytona hustle the daytona grind man we got a bunch of kids down here training trying to get these bikes dialed in and uh yeah man just wanted to touch base get back on the pod for a little bit and uh let's let's do this man i'm excited it's been a minute yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, should be good. There's a, a lot to talk about. I want to give a shout out to Mission Foods, our title sponsor of the podcast, for making this happen week in and week out. Make sure you check them out. Support those guys. Support the brand. Those who support the sport, uh, do all you can. Uh, that helps out everybody, really. So uh, shout out to Mission Foods and shout out to Bell Power Sports. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Race Star Flex is the the helmet of choice. I actually had uh, Tyler Clark. I used to race with him and he hit me up and Said he just switched from her eye to Bell. So he's uh love to hear it. So check them out. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you won't be protected by Bell. Let's get into it, Rob. So what I noticed is I was uh and honestly, I learned this from Janish because every time I'm with Janish, he knows that guy knows a lot of shit. Uh he is like <laughs> he's five steps ahead of everything and he screenshots stuff, he has it saved. Stuff people have said two years ago. That guy has it bookmarked. Um, but he he has this uh, part of the website where you can check who signs up for what class. It's like the number availability. Have you seen that before? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. Well, no, fun, fun fact: about. once they get their license, you see like who signs up in what class. And <clears throat> I thought it was interesting. There's a couple couple switcheroos here that i didn't expect and then uh some of these rookies that have already signed up there's there's a lot of rookies like i know we've talked about the rookies a little bit but i think it's the most rookies that i've seen entering a singles class in a long time and last year rob we didn't have that many entries in the singles class either it was really bad um it's better than the twins but it still wasn't great it was <laughs> yeah. 19 to 25 singles consistently at every race that's that's not good um but we have a fuckload of singles kids that are switching over moving up and taking a stab at it rob so it's exciting man it is i'm, I'm i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised to see uh 40 singles at daytona which you know it, it really sucks saying that because i remember of course here we go again i'm gonna be an old head here and be like oh man i remember on my road tax and Actually, like 2013 or 15 or so, I remember like back then you had to make the night show just to be able to have a chance at it. And uh, so maybe this is positive, like getting getting back in there, because like you said, man, there's a 
there's a shit ton of rookies and there's there's other guys too i mean we got to remember and, and keep a cool head about it because some of these riders are production twins that are kind of either going up so to speak or going down or you know like you just sitting on the couch twiddling your thumbs because you got scared so you really want to <laughs> I I can't just make a comment yeah. without jabbing at you. It's been like hey. a month, dude. That's like, but it's no, dude, good. you're exactly right, dude. You're exactly right, man. I think singles is always providing great racing, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see what these rookies do, man. I mean, obviously, I'm a little biased. I got a rookie coming up myself, but uh, but man, it's going to be tough, man. I, I'm really excited about this portion of it. And I haven't checked this part of the website in probably a few days now, but the rookies that actually have already signed up for licenses, you have Declan Bender. Uh, Olin, or uh, I think his name's Olin. He's a nice kid. Uh, Kissler. Yeah, Olin. Sorry, my bad. Olin (laughs) Kissler. Yeah, he's a nice kid. He's come a long way. That kid's come a long way, man. I remember, remember he used to be kind of a chunky kid and dude, he's like, he's working hard. He's, um, I watched him ride. I was like thoroughly impressed. He's come a long way. Um, Eisenhard, a a Pennsylvania kid, pretty dicey, pretty dicey rider. Jess Reynolds, um, which is really good news. Having another female in the ranks. Where are you finding this? Where are you looking at? I'm just looking at the entry. I got to find the, the, the link. If you go to like the website, there's like a rules, like amaprolive.com. If you click like the competitor section, wherever you can see the pre-entry stuff, the rule book, if you click like American flat track, there's like a, a section, like pretty far down, like a couple years ago that has number availability, but it's like, it's current. Like it's like from 2021, but it's current nice. number availability. So if there's not an asterisk next to the name, they've already signed up for their license from what I gathered. So, um, but anyway, we got Jess Reynolds, another female, which is good. Cause, uh, five or six years ago we had, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, five or six years ago, we had five or six female racers in the pro stuff. And lately it's just been Shayna. So it's, uh, it's really good to have another, another female up in the mix. Uh, Clark Morian, the horizon award, uh, winner, he's signed up Christian Spurge, Spurgeron, uh, he's a Lodi kid. Yeah, Spurgeon. He rides really well in Lodi. He wins a lot of those Lodi races. And I think he's going to surprise people uh, just because not a lot of people have heard his name. Uh, Ian Brown got him signed up. Landon Smith and Reese. I don't know how to say his last name. Poderworth. 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 So I apologize. Some of these kids, man, I need to go up and I try to make a make a point to go up and if I don't know these kids, I try to say hi and get to know them a little bit. And I actually, I don't know if I've ever talked to Reese. So I have to, um, if uh, you're listening, dude, come, come say what's up. Definitely like to meet you. Uh, but everyone else, yeah, I have a good relationship with all those kids, man. And it's excited to, uh, exciting to see them move up, Rob. Oh, for sure, man. It's going to be, it's going to be good, man. I mean, you know, just like I tell any rookie, man, just like set realistic goals. I mean, you know, someone like, you know, chase that off or uh you know tom drain i mean sure their rookie goals were you know make make mains get podiums and stuff so i just don't want to put too much pressure on these kids to say oh man if you're not you know top five in the main you suck you know i mean like it's just tough man like they're they're battling against some legit veterans of the sport and um yeah i'm excited to see how they shake out man it's gonna be it's gonna be good anytime you get like i think there's like at least 10 rookies so that's that's at least yeah just from what i've seen here and i know Actually, now that I think about it, I saw on um, social media, Birdsong, he's going pro. He posted his leathers. Um, So there's a couple other rookies. So I wanted to give the rookies some love. Um, I got some shit for being hard on them on the uh, the preview pod I did. A couple of people were giving me shit. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just being fair. Like the, uh, you know, the singles class is as hard as it's ever been, especially those top eight kids. 
uh, or, you know, young men, they're, they're killers. Like those, you know, the yep. Maxes, the Cody's, the chase, the, the Turner team, the essence and boys, the, uh, you know, the first impressions guys, Dalton, um, you know, Trent, I think I, I mentioned all the, you know, but you, you get what I'm saying. They're, they, they don't fuck around. They're killers. So, uh, Oh yeah. It's, it's going to be so yeah. tough. Yeah. They, they're hungry. Like there's, there's six or seven kids that are showing up to Daytona thinking they can win the championship at least. So, uh, it's, it's going to be tough for these rookies to, to get it done. But man, I, best advice I would say is, uh, simplify the race, go qualify good and, and prepare to be, be, be aggressive. These, you know, I've seen a lot of these uh, amateur kids, they, they, they ride with a lot of emotion. Like if somebody bumps into them, their parents, you know, they get emotional, uh, not all of them, but there are a lot of the amateur kids, you know, they get, they ride with a lot of emotion. And I did as well when I was an amateur, but Trent Lowe, uh, he doesn't care about your feelings when he's racing, uh, guys like Ferran, when he comes over, he don't give a shit about your feelings. So you have these guys, Dalton, like they don't care, man. They're, they're there to do a job. So it's, uh, yeah, just get ready to leave your emotions in the truck, go race. It's, uh, in the, and I hope they do well, Rob. So, uh, that'll be exciting. And then I did notice four, I'm not even going to call them national numbers. Cause I don't think national numbers exist anymore. Uh, the new double digit numbers I've noticed they're kind of interesting a little bit. Uh, Tom drains 59, which I guess isn't super surprising. I think that was his amateur number. Uh, but Logan McGrain, Rob is uh 66. He had it on his motorbike the other day. I'm like, whose bike is that dude? He's like, it's mine. I was like 66. He's like, that's my new number. It's, it's 99 backwards or upside down. Sorry. So that's his, well, uh, if, if he don't win every cushion race then he's going to have some <laughs> explain to do the old rotor. Cause, uh, that's some big shoes to fill. That's that's awesome though, man. I love seeing these kids uh, work their butts off, and then and then, like you said, it's not technically a national number anymore. So, but it's kind of like in, in motocross and supercross. You know, you got to start out as a scrub with a three-digit ugly number, and then you work your way up and get your points. And next thing you know, like a two-digit number in pro racing is still like badass. So, like, don't take yeah. that for granted. I mean, well, unpopular opinion, digit. Rob. Like, I like I like the three-digit number system i think it makes more sense than the letters yeah oh well. yeah yeah for sure for sure they're way better than the letters but i just i feel like in our sport right now that not enough guys you, know, you should just yeah i mean you don't really need a three-digit number i mean it's cool and it kind of gives the fans like all right we know this guy's the rookie hasn't made a main yeah. yeah he's a rookie or hasn't made a main but dude if you think about it this is the first time in a long time that i can personally remember and yeah i got some skin in the game so i'm a little biased but this is the first time I've been super amped about rookie of the year. I mean, and again, no offense to Sadoff, you know, he earned it. He smoked everybody, but you know, he didn't have a whole lot of competition, just like, you know, kind of some of the riders ahead of him. Well, he had competition, but he was just so much better. I think he was just head and shoulders above better than the other kids. And he had a really good team where like he was on the Turner oh, sure. bike. He was highly touted. He's super good rider. I think what you're trying to say is it's more wide open. Like, all the Correct. kids we listed here, none of them are on high caliber teams. Um, they're all very similar in talent. Um, I've seen them all do well at different racetracks. Uh, I guess it just comes down to which kids are going to do the most events too. Like that definitely helps. Um, it helps your chances. If you go out West and there's only 20 or 22 guys, you go out, you make a main, you, you know, you get a good 12th through 14th place finish. It's really going to help the rookie of the year points. So, yeah, I, I think it's wide open, man. I really do. Um, again, I don't think any of these rookies are going to fill the point sheet, like over overly fill the point sheet because of how tough it is. 
but I think the rookie of the year, I think there's six or seven kids, you know, I'm not going to say, cause Jess is, you know, she's in it. There's six or seven riders who could, uh, who could maybe, you know, they, they, I'm sure their goals are to win it. So it's a, uh, yeah, no, I, absolutely, man. It's 7,500 bucks man. too, dude. And that's like oh, one yeah. thing I wanted to ask you, Rob, like, I think we might've talked about it, but last year, Tom drain, he did two, he did two races, not even, he did one. And then Springfield got rained out. He's uneligible for rookie of the year. I think that's bullshit. Like we talked about it a little bit, but I think there should be like a three race trial. Um, like for instance, like Evan uh, Renshaw, he turns 16 on the last race of the year this year at Springfield mile. Would I consider putting him up in the pro class for one race? Yeah, I would. But if he, if he can't run for rookie of the year, and possibly win, you know, that $7,500 pay the, the, the money. It's not worth it for one race. Like, I think there should be like a three race gift period. I don't know how to fucking say it, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd certainly, certainly agree with and understand your argument. Um, you know, my, my thing is, is, you know, we were in one of them situations last year with Landon Smith that, uh, you know, we, we were eligible to run like the last three or four and, and we already knew like, like we weren't going to beat chase i mean number one he's just on another level right now but number two um you know it just didn't make sense you know because we do think that the rookie of the year is a is a pretty pretty awesome award and it's an accomplishment so you know we're like well you know we'll just be patient and same thing like with evan um he's one of the kids that gets like the bum rap just same thing like with the horizon awards you know like he technically would have won it last year but his age made him ineligible. So now he has to go a second year. Like there's, there's weird rules with weird loopholes that we have to abide by. And, and I don't necessarily agree with all of them, but you know, on my end, I hope they stick to it just because simply put, we were one of the only guys, I think that, that, um, you know, we followed the rule to where we didn't sign up the last three. Cause we would have loved to get him some experience, but uh, just the yeah. way the rules are written, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but you know, yeah. I hope that it doesn't change and change now because we played by the rules and by the book. And if they change it, then it's like, well, you know, damn, we went through all that trouble and we got kicked in the nuts anyway. But yeah. I, I get both sides of the story. I, I really do. Cause one or two races, like, cause Springfield didn't even really count cause it was rained out. But, um, but, uh, you know, with them though, with, with drain, I mean, I think they've got way bigger fish to fry, so to speak. I mean, they're, they're looking at, you know, long-term stuff. So I'm sure Essenson has a, has a good deal for them to where yeah, they know that. He's here, Rob. He's here in Florida, Tom. Yep. Actually, he's. I'm um, actually. I, I'm going going to PAX here in a couple hours, so I, I think he's gonna he's, he's gonna be there. I I texted JD. I said, "Hey, man, you going to PAX?" And he said, uh, "He said, does a snake drag his dick in the dirt?" And I was like, "Well, I guess he's going to PAX." So <laughs> JD, dude, he's funny. Uh, I love JD. Yeah, he's slow key, pretty damn funny, man. He's a he's a funny guy. So yeah, so I guess I'll see Tom here in a, in a little bit. I'm excited to see him. I like Tom. He's a good kid. I just um. I think he's got, I hope he doesn't have like, he's got a lot of people like, you know, a lot of expectations because he did so well at his, you know, his debut last year, but I just hope he can, you know, keep perspective on everything, understand the challenges because we haven't seen him on some of these tracks that, you know, these TTs, these rough clay tracks and, and he's a good rider. I've watched him at amateur nationals against Chase and Cody. So I know, I know he can hack it, but I also hope he, you know, doesn't overly set the bar where he's disappointed in himself because it's going to, there's going to be some hard races, but uh, yeah, moving on Rob with the numbers, got a little sidetracked there. I do want to come back to something actually as well, but the double digit numbers, Sadhoff is 
a tribute to I'm gonna go with Ron Wood, Rob. That's that's my number 88. That's my my guy. Uh growing up was uh John Ron Wood is pretty much John Ron would crash a lot. Anytime he'd be flipped upside down, the number would still read the same. He could easily just tell which bike was his. <laughs> so uh yeah, sat off is number 88. And I, I'm pretty sure he didn't want that number. I know he was they were trying to get 16 for him, but uh Garrett Wilson has that number locked up and I guess they couldn't come to terms with a deal. So, uh, you know, cause there are people that buy numbers for other people like, uh, national numbers. Like I've heard of upwards of a few thousand dollars getting paid for a national number. If somebody has it, that somebody else wants it. Um, there's been some side deals going on for these numbers. So, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's that big of a deal, um, for something like chase, like run the 88 and Garrett's a little bit older rider. And, you know, at some point, you know, maybe 16 will become available, but a number is a number. I mean, it was the same thing for Shana. She wanted 25 and Kevin Anderson had it and she uh, ended up going to 52. And now that I think 25 became available at one point and she just stuck with 52. So, um, yeah. And then Damon Ream Rob is number 14 and that's a, that's a big one to carry. There's been a lot of, a lot of really good riders to, to have number 14, you know, Jake and Briar. And I guess Hank Scott was 14 and, uh man i'm probably missing bert's probably listening uh bert and whoever else listening just like just like <laughs> disappointed in me but yeah there's, there's a lot of other uh a lot of other number 14s that have been successful but um before we get into a little bit more rob uh as we were talking there it got me thinking horizon award overrated or underrated award um man i mean i, I don't <sighs> I think it's pretty special, man. I really, I really do. I mean, granted, you know, everybody has a different opinion on this and, and that's totally fine. But, you know, just speaking for myself personally, you know, I, I never even remotely had a shot or, or even, I didn't even go for it. You know what I mean? Like, but looking back now, I wish I had because, uh, you know, the, just to have your name on the list next to, you know, all these riders that, that really mean something, you know, in the grand scheme of things, let's use a perfect example is, is we'll put, go back to drain. You know, he, he didn't win the horizon, but he's got an Estenson ride. You know what I mean? Dalton didn't win the horizon. He's a national champion. He's got, you know, he's been a three-time factory rider. You know, it just, yes, it means something, but at the end of the day, like you can clearly, you know, rise above and beyond it. I mean, Corey Texter didn't win the horizon award and he's got championships. <laughs> I wasn't even close. You know I mean, dude. Honestly, I was barely uh, making main uh, events that year at Amateur National. I know I made, what I'm. What I'm. I made one one main. I think uh, that year. No, I, I I agree with you. Yeah, it's this is really bad though. But did did Jared Mees win the Horizon? Jared didn't. Yeah, he did. Jared was okay. Jared uh, how funny horizon. would it be if he if he didn't and like no, the guy Jared that won the Horizon? Won. What? No, Jared won it. Uh, like Jared Breyer, Johnny Lewis, Bonzi, Carver. Like, there's been some. You know, there's been some very deserving, not that no one's deserving, but you also in the last 10 years, you know, or 12 years, there's probably six or seven horizon award guys that don't even race. And that's only in the last 12 years. Um, yeah, no, I, so I mean, it's, it's different. It's, it's cool, man. I don't know. It, it's just, it's very subjective. Like it's not just result based. And that's what a lot of people get lost in. It's like, you know, and I'm, if Ken, Ken Salant's my, he's my buddy, dude. And we, I, I promote AMA races and I think it's a great thing. It's a great award, but it's just very subjective. It's very, very gray area. Um, but there hasn't been a single non-deserving horizon award winner. If you look at it from 
the aspect of what they want it to be. I just, I just think there needs to be like total transparency on what the award is. Um, I think there is more more black and white. Yeah. I mean, and I had to learn that the hard, the hard way because, you know, last year I was kind of involved as far as uh, being on the AMA committee, the, the thing though, and, and they, they explained it to me They said, look, you know, I know everybody looks at just results and, that was the first thing they said is like, look, when, when Earl Hayden, rest in peace, you know, came up with this award with Nikki and whatnot, you know, it wasn't just about results. And of course, you know, it's fun to go, ha ha, you know, like Nikki Hayden was the best of the best of the best on two wheels. And to have somebody say, well, it's not really about results. It's like, dude, this dude won everything, including the world championship. But at the end of the day, it's just not just about results. So, um, you know, I had to, I had to chew on my lip a few times because I kept saying, well, well, so-and-so had this result and, and then, you know, it's, it's just one of them things, man. I mean, I'm glad that I have no skin in the game as far as, you know, determination. I just get to kind of oversee the process. But, uh, I mean, I still think it's a huge thing and a huge accomplishment. I mean, granted, it's not going to make or break. You can't let it make or break your career. I mean, Sammy Halbert can win the Horizon Award, you know. Um, and, yeah. and he's, you know, it's just it just depends on what you do with it. I mean, looking back through the years, too, I mean, look at the names. You got Carver, Baker. Um, Mike Avila, uh, Briar Bauman, obviously that goes without saying. Dan Bromley is a champion. J.R. Addison was doing amazing until he got hurt. Lowry's still in it. Uh, Hunter Edwards, don't see much of him anymore. Stallings is still racing. Uh, Jared Brooke, he's doing his thing. I think he's road racing again, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, Hunter Brooks, Dallas Daniels, of course, that goes without saying. Trevor Bruner goes without saying. You know, Cody goes without saying. Chase goes without saying. Now we got, you know, Clarky Morgan. He's the, he's the next headhunter on the list so um i'd say the only one on there that's not that fast is probably cody i mean he's cody cop yeah he's yeah he's decent but uh mediocre at best we rode bicycles yesterday and i'm pretty old like i i'm not racing this year and he couldn't hang with me on the bicycle so i don't know i mean yeah everybody else is decent but uh, i mean still more need to give uh Fillmore needs to give uh, Joe Cop that ride. Sit Cody down. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Let's we were start a petition. We were at PAX the other week, and <clears throat> Joe showed up. Man, I got out the truck. I'm like, who the fuck is number three with Cody? And then I see Joe getting seated up. I'm like, let's go, dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, couple more uh, things that I wanted to talk about with like the licenses and things that I saw. Um, Scooter Vernon, Rob. I used to race with him. He's from Washington. He got a single yeah. license. Got a singles license i saw no so, shit that's awesome I don't know if he actually just, rode my triumph back in the day i don't know if it's just cheaper to get a pass like getting your license i know some guys have done that but yeah scooter got a singles license he's a pretty good rider man like he's he was consistently making main events he he just won that um uh what the hell was it you're uh where you were riding your triumph hooligan oh yeah yeah he won charlotte. the hooligan charlotte yeah, yeah. charlotte yeah yep. he was fast and then uh Dan Bromley, Rob, I saw Bromley got a singles license. So, um, oh, I that, wonder what that, happened with, oh. I don't think anything oh. happened. I, I honestly, if I had to guess and it's no surprise, I don't mean him don't really chat much, but I would probably guess that he's going to get a singles license, do, do the singles and then probably do, cause you get, you can take a provisional, which this rule's stupid. I think the way it's laid out, you can take a provisional and you can run six twins races. So I think he's going to do a singles. Uh, he rides a singles well. He's a former singles champ. And I think he's going to double up at six of the events. And because he doesn't do a full schedule anyway. So he's going to do probably two, both classes at six events, probably. Uh, and I think, tough. 
Uh, yeah, he's he's a former like woods racer. He's got eh, some days I've seen him with really good endurance. Some days I've seen it like not like as good, but he he's prepared. Like he prepares. He knows what to expect. He'll be fine. But yeah, yeah Sam Brownie, don't be telling everybody you're just straight off the couch, you liar. Don't be saying that. We know better. <laughs> straight off the couch. We all are. It's the fucking all season. We're all off the couch. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, it'd be cool to see like him mix it up in the singles again. That's that'll be cool. Uh, and then Rob, like, yeah, you can, so you can be a singles rider. You can bump up and take six provisionals to run the twins class. I think that the twins riders, cause everyone says there's no premier class anymore, blah, blah. Or they make this argument that the singles is the premier class, which I'll get into that in a little bit, but they, uh, the twins guys, they should be able to take six provisionals to ride a single. I think they should do it. Absolutely. Both um, Absolutely. That'd I think be it'd be awesome. great. Like, can you imagine Briar and Meese? riding a single as a provisional because the funny thing is is you know when you don't ride a single for a while you get rusty on a single like it's hard to hop on a single it's a way different motorcycle than a twin they wouldn't come down and just whoop their asses now i will say that the top five twins riders i feel are, are i wouldn't say head and shoulders better than the singles but they're better riders in the singles top five like the, all the, right who's our top five let's see hold on Let, let's go we got we, i got okay I gotta you got Meese, Briar. Dallas, JD, and I'm going to say B-Rob or Jared. It's not even yeah, comparable. Yeah, like the accolades of what those top five guys have done in Super Twins. You know, Dallas was a two-time single champ. He, he bumped up to the Twins and he got third. You know, it's not – I still think the Twins, obviously it's a premier class because the payout's better. They run at the end of the night. Um, it depends what you look at as premier. If you look at it as like total numbers – then no, it's not. But MotoGP, the top class, doesn't have as many riders as Moto2 or Moto3. It doesn't mean it's not the premier class. You can make that argument Correct. for the 450s as well in Moto. Like um, They have less riders than the 250. So just because it's it's quality over quantity, I would say, Rob, is um, everybody in, like the person that finishes last in the Super Twins, they've, they're, you know, they're fucking good. They're still really good riders. Same with MotoGP. Like, the last place guy in MotoGP could probably win, in, you know, Moto America races or win BSP or World Superbike well, races. They probably have. So look at what Tony Elias did. He came over to Moto America and paddled their ass for like two and a half years, and he was an old time Moto. Title. And he won a MotoGP race. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm saying like I'm the saying. slowest guys in MotoGP, like the guy that gets last in MotoGP. He's not slow as a road racer. He's very, I don't know no. who it is, but he's very fast still. So, um, but then looking at this though, if you look at like, say Mies, Bauman, Daniels beach, you know, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. I, I, yeah. I mean, it'd be tough. Cause all four or five of those guys, I mean, you show up to an outlaw race and like you throw down, you know, Briar runs up front. Jared's won your race several times uh dallas I, has been focusing on the twins most yeah of the time, so. i mean those guys are different like that's what i mean they're so like briar literally hasn't rode a 450 in a couple of years hopped on it and won the dash was battling up front i mean meese does the same thing like that's what makes those guys so good like it's underrated how hard it is to jump off a twin and ride a single cold turkey with kids that race singles every every day <laughs> pretty much you know so yeah yeah no it's uh I thought that was interesting. And then there's two riders, Rob, and I'll just drop some, I'll drop some uh, silly season stuff here on the pod. Cause I get, we get shit for not, not fully dropping news, but 
there are two European riders um, that are coming over for Daytona. And the one is the FIM world champion. And the other one, I think he finished third in the FIM world championship for um, the overseas racing. And I'm probably going to jack up their names. I should know it because they're, re they're um, renting bikes from the first impressions guys from our team. Uh, the champion's name is Gerard bio bio. And he's the FIM world champion. I've watched his videos. He looks pretty damn fast. And I think he'll, those guys will be pretty good at Daytona because it's similar to what they have overseas. Uh, if they were going to come over and do Laconia, I don't think they would do as good. They'd probably fucking hate it. But I think Daytona, they'll do well. So Gerard, uh, I think he races over with uh, the Rossi's Ranch. He's he's dicey. And then Irvin Kraj, oh, fuck, sorry, dude, Kraj Bakic. Um, so there's two guys, Rob, European guys that I'm really interested in seeing how they do. Um, cause we don't see much of that FIM stuff. It's kind of, it's not really like, what is it? FIM flat track? Yeah. FIM, like they have a four or five race yeah. world championship series. These guys like Irvin is from, I think he's from Czech and Gerard, I think is from Spain, Spain or Italy. Actually, I think he's Italy. Um, so yeah, they're coming over. They're doing both rounds in Daytona. I think they're going to do the all-star races to get warmed up for it. So that'll be, be interesting to see how those guys do as well. And we'll do a full, full podcast, Rob preview for the season. I'm actually working. I sent a message to the AFT people. I want to set up a, and do a live YouTube podcast during media day at one Daytona. Like when the riders come in and get their photos, it'd be sick be if, we awesome. could, if we could set up. They come in, they chat for 15, 20 minutes, and then the next guy comes in and we live broadcast it, maybe take questions and uh, and do a live pod. So all I need is a table. I need somewhere to set up in one Daytona during media day. So any AFT people, if you're listening, I've reached out, need a, need, a, need an email back because we want to we wanna make it happen. I, I think that'd be really cool for the sport to have that because we just don't have, we don't have enough media, Rob. Oh, for sure. And, and I mean, I'm sure there's a, shitstorm of brewing from just this past <laughs> the past week and a half or so but uh yeah i mean it's gonna be huge man anytime you get international flair and, and i would even go step above that and see what we need to do to get a couple of our guys over there i mean i know it's not cheap to ship a bike mm -hmm. over there but uh it would certainly be uh certainly be pretty cool to kind of you know do wild cards yeah yeah. Uh, do you want to get into the, the media thing? I've had a lot of people ask me, like, I'm the, I don't know why people ask me all these questions. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I do know about that specific deal. Like um, it was, it was told to some media people that work for the teams in AFT that they weren't allowed to be, or they weren't going to be um, allowed to have a credential to go out and take photos like they have in the past photos, photos, videos, um, I don't know a lot about it, so I won't get into it too much, but then I've heard that they, now they are allowed because probably because the backlash, um, I will say that if that was the case, if like teams weren't allowed to have media people there, plug in their team, plug in their riders, and more importantly, um, delivering for their sponsors, I think it's such a backwards way of thinking where we're at in 2023 media is everything i mean it's so important that's what sells these sponsorship packages a lot of them don't unless you're on the podium they don't care if you get fourth or 30th if you're posting content that they like or they need they're writing the ten thousand dollar fifty thousand dollar hundred thousand dollar checks so 
not having a media person or not being allowed to have your guy. Can you imagine if like they told Hayden Deegan, he couldn't have his vlog guy there or in NASCAR, the team, um, you know, I just think that would, I, when I heard that, I was like, man, that's going to do more bad for the sport than for the photographers that aren't allowed to come. Like it's just content you know, is so important. It really is, man. Um, you know, I, I kind of res- reserve myself i saw this shit storm a brewing and uh i had a couple phone calls with some other team owners and i was like you know what like i i i don't know enough about that side of things other than to know that how important it is because i'm not a social media god by any chance but so i mean like i have people like helping me like dalton gets mad he's had to babysit me but at the same time like that, that's everything in our our sport and motorsports in general i mean the more the more clicks you get the more notice you get i mean I don't understand. I never understood really the issue. Uh, I heard some, some rumors here and there, but for the most part, like we'll, we'll use a perfect example, like example, like Mariah or Jen or Lane or, or Sammy, who they, that dude puts on some miles at the races. It's like, you know, I, I get it. The appearance of some of them, maybe they thought that, Oh, well, it's just a girlfriend out here taking pictures. But you know, you look at Ben Lyle's girlfriend and Melissa, she takes amazing yeah. pictures. Yeah, she she takes amazing pictures. Mariah, amazing pictures. Jen, amazing pictures. It's like, why would we not want this? And they're so good about getting the content to the riders. Like, generally, you know, like Sammy, if he makes me a, a little picture or something from Throwdown, I, I didn't even expect it coming. Mariah, she will blow up your inbox. You know, you throw her a few bucks, and you're going to get what you needed. And the fact that it was almost – it seemed like you were not going to be allowed to do that. It just – well, I, I still don't know. Really, like, I, I heard Yeah, that, I, I don't either. Well, because I heard, sent them yeah. an email because, I, I mean, I like, I have skin in the game a little bit. I'm managing the first impressions team, and I hired Melissa to to do our photography stuff, and I'd like Jen to do, Jen Milesani to do, our like, some video stuff. And I reached out, and I uh, didn't fucking hear a response. So uh, I didn't hear back. Um, I reached out to a couple of different people. The the only one that reached back that I, I hit up and I got a response from, and I appreciate, uh, is Kevin Crowther. He Anytime I call him, it seems like he's he's really awesome about getting back to me. It's totally not up his alley, but um, yeah, I just think like a response would be good. Like I in any you know you work for a series, these teams and riders hit you up, at, you could at least respond. Um, so I think it's kind of bullshit and unprofessional not to get responses from from certain people at at these series. Like it's like we're investing so much time and money into racing your series. Um, and it goes back to the promoter side of it in amateur racing. It's like, they seem like they make it seem like they're doing us a favor by doing things like anything. It's like, man, I'd, I'd like to get a response back at least just so we can communicate about what's going on. Like we have, like, I have shit that I I need to figure out. Like I got to book flights for photographers. I have to set up our media plan. Like it's important. And it's important to the sport to, uh, to have these riders. I mean, our riders already really struggle with social media and, becoming like stars like it's um they're they're, they already struggle with it and then you're you know something like that it's like i was like no way well i guess my main gripe about it was and again i could be completely wrong so actually whoever if you're listening for aft you know my my thing was the way i read it and interpreted originally and again it could have been wrong but basically that the team's and myself included would have to use, you know, whatever, whenever AFT supplied. So my thought was, okay, so, you know, Dalton generally gets good pictures taken to him, but you know, we got a rookie too, but you, you're, 
were you expecting me to have to wait until AFT posts their stuff before I can post anything because I'd have to essentially borrow their content? Does that make sense? Like, in- Well, yeah, but a lot of the time, so there is a website that AFT provides and yeah, like it's appreciated, but sometimes they'll post within an hour after the night's over and other times it's two or three days. Like it doesn't get updated and um, you know, I know there's a lot going on and AFT, man, I, I give them credit because they are really understaffed. Like everybody, you know, is the workers that are there, they're, they're doing multiple jobs. So it's definitely difficult and challenging to get it done. But in this day and age, Rob, it's not like it used to be within that night, the next day, it's talked about a little bit in the morning, but then it's old news. Like you literally win a race, you you post about it, blah, blah, blah. Cool. You know, I won. You cash your check and it's fucking forgotten about. So you got to get that content up and post it right away. It needs to be done within a few hours. So, um, and AFT does, they do photos. There's a photo website. There's not a video website. And right now, anybody that knows Instagram or social media, Facebook, YouTube, videos are heaps better than photo. Like you post any photo now, it gets like, a fraction of the the um, engagement that photo or sorry videos do. Video is it's the new thing. Like everybody wants video, and they don't have a video. Like Thunder is way too busy to be dropping videos. Every you know what I mean. So yeah, I just I, I think uh, and I don't know. Like I, like I said, I didn't get a response from um, the people I emailed. So I'm waiting to hear back. And uh, maybe maybe uh, Kevin said he'd come on the pod, Rob, <laughs> at some point before Daytona Crowther. So. That'd be awesome. Um, I'd love to have him on. Yeah. So maybe we had Chuck Axlin on. He was super cool to come on and chat with me. And, you know, it'd be cool to get uh to get Kevin on and and chat. And, hey, fuck, maybe one day we'll get Gene or or and some of those, some of those to come on. McGrath, you think McGrath will come on the pod? <laughs> so mm. he might. I mean, he cool. yeah, he might. I mean, yeah, it depends on what day you catch him on. I mean, and, and like with yeah. him right now, I'm sure he's scrambling. I mean, like you said, dude, it's yeah, I, I didn't want our our comments to be like, "Oh, AFT sucks. We're bashing AFT. This is stupid." Blah blah. We're just trying to get clarity and clarification on stuff that nah, is really fair, important dude. to our team. I think we're fair. Yeah. If people get like, there's been people that have got pissy with me at AFT for things I've said, but man, I, I'm I'm fair. And if like you know, I'm just transparent as well. Like if you if you do something that I don't feel is a good move, I'm gonna talk about it on the pod. Like that's like our platform to discuss things. And a lot of people, man, listen to this and. It's, you know, we get, you know, 15 to 17,000 listeners across the platforms every week. So, yeah, if you don't, you know, fucking respond back to me or I'm going to call yeah, you out right. the pod, well, and, so. yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, uh, you know, the old Rob would have lit social media up with the news, but I'm like trying to I'm be better. Yeah, I'm proud of I'm trying, you. I'm trying to be better. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Until there's something for me to really like, yeah, they they posted this out there and got some serious backlash. And then I heard from unnamed sources that I won't name on here that that they're going to review that and and it and it should be changed because I mean it's it's not just the riders too if you think about it you know like again Mariah Jen these these people it's their are livelihood. Their, their livelihood yeah you yeah. know I mean Jen she point blank told me like look you know I, we're, we built a new house like I knew obviously Jared's racing is important too but like that's that's supplemental income and well Sammy Sabedra works for three or four different teams or riders at least you know and um shit man it's like keeping like the cool thing about racing and like honestly thing like some of the things that turner racing does and estenson and that what they're able to do and jerry stinchfield man he's one of the biggest is they're employing people like they're keeping people employed yep. in the sport like 
and that's, you know, media people, they, we need to keep them employed. Like we need them. So yeah. And like, I don't know, I, I just have a different, I'm pretty passionate about it. Like winter throwdown. I take a lot of pride in the people, the, the photographers, the video videographers that come and, uh, and you see winter throwdown content all year because, you know, I, I really appreciate, I really appreciate them coming. And it's like the photographers and AFT, it, it, they feel like it's a burden for them to come. Like it's a, it's like tough for them to get in and, you know, all the stuff they have to do. And they wear these vests that, you know, they, they're, it's just, they, it needs to be like, there needs to be, um, like a, a they need to coexist and appreciate one another. Cause they, they help it. They, they help one another, Rob, like they help the series. And obviously the series it's, it's cool that they let the photographers and videographers come in but anyway so we'll see i mean i i don't like i said we haven't got a response i haven't got a direct response um from them guys so we'll uh maybe i'll update on the next pod but um <laughs> it wasn't bad right that was fine no 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 i mean we're just trying to get clarification yeah. man that's yeah. it we're not bashing i'm I'm certainly not bashing anybody i just yeah. i want clarification because now you know I've got a, a team to support now, so it's like yeah. man, me, me specifically. You know, every view. I know it sounds so stupid and so silly, but every view counts, man. Like every single one of them counts. So yeah, I, I am you know pinching my pennies for for visibility, so to speak. You know, it's like yeah, uh, you know, we got some good people, and they they need to be able to work. So maybe they can come together, and and I, I don't understand what the difference could be. Like if you have a racer with a credential, well, you know. Give, the photographers need their credentials now their original thing was you know published and stuff but it's like wait a second who who the fuck goes and buys a magazine anymore that's what i was you know saying I mean? I too like, like i wonder if they would accept um like the podcast as a form of media for these photographers and honestly from what i read uh, i don't think they would have and i think that's crazy because you know uh websites uh vlogs blogging like there's more sponsorship dollars coming through like YouTube channels and podcasts than there is in print. I know that for a fact. So, Oh, it's a hundred percent. I mean, look a, at all the, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're exactly right, dude. I it, mean, it just, yeah, it's got something, something's got to change a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. get it. You know, not everybody's girlfriend that just comes out there to take pictures of just their boyfriend, you know, get in the way and stuff, but you know, get them credentialed. If you have a team, like, like say Estenson, you know, Tim, we'll use, well, actually, no, we'll use Estenson. We'll use Hunter Bauer, you know, smaller team, NKR Canada, you know, they want to hire Jen to take their pictures. All right. Jen has a contract shows AFT. Like, look, I have a legit contract from a team to be here. Okay, good. You're set. That's all you need. If your team is going to put up the money and get you your credentials. Yeah. And like, obviously this, these this, photographers, they got to follow by the rules and the video people. Like if you're in a spot of the track that you're not supposed to be at, or if you break a rule or something, then yeah, absolutely. Their, their credentials should be suspended, but you know, you got to have that conversation with them, et cetera. So um, there are rules that, you know, they need to follow it. No one's entitled to go out there and take photos, but it's, it's good for, for the sport to, uh, you know, to have that. So look at perfect example, look at, look at Supercross. You can pause the Supercross replay from any Supercross and just, I, I implore anybody, including AFT to, to zoom in and look how many photographer vests are at Supercross. Yeah. And they're, and there's no room in Supercross. You know, they're, they're in the between the lanes. Like it's, I, I hate to say this, but it's way more dangerous. You can get, Sketchy, there's been yeah. photographers get jumped on, 
you know, all of our photographers are basically out of impact zones and, and we're, well, we're rambling on. No, I got one more thing. And then we'll, we got one more thing I wanted to talk about. And then we have our, uh, our high, low line that I wanted to, to mention about, um, the, Hello. the iPhone thing was brought up to me from, um, one of the photographers and, I guess it was, yeah, they don't, they, uh, they don't want me taking stuff with my iPhone. They want me to have a legit camera and I'm not going to not like, I'm not trying to take away from the photographers and video people that spend crazy amount of money on their cameras. Like Brian J. Nelson, he's got, he could buy a small house if he sold off his equipment. Uh, oh same with God, Mariah and you know, all these photographers, but like Cruz's social media page, he's got 120,000 followers, 99% of everything we post, videos that have been in the millions of views, it's all with my iPhone in my basement, my cracked ass iPhone 12, uh, the case is broken off in my shitty basement with no terrible lighting and his views, his videos get millions of views. Like he has more followers than AFT does. So you can't use the iPhone argument because for whatever reason, the algorithm for iphone videos it just works um I, you yeah probably, well it's all linkedin dude it's linkedin and the, iphone all cameras are media. so good like they're just they are yeah. like you, that's a that's like, an invalid argument <laughs> like buttery that buttery films if anybody like watches his youtube channel he's got dude he's got a huge following um i watched an interview with him on gypsy tales he does all of his uh vlogging with his iphone like they don't even use a camera and he's got he probably makes couple hundred thousand dollars a year just from youtube videos so yep yeah with your phone yeah, the old yeah. phone don't sleep on the iphone guys like i'm again i'm not some of these photographers probably listening like ah that, the, the iphones it does a really good job for for certain aspects so um moving on rob i wanted to talk about the purse structure and then with uh some of these high low high low line questions i had a few come in here at the last minute but um the purse was announced uh it's so funny like when like something gets announced through like mass email. Um, like all the like people on Facebook feel like they've gotten like the secret info and they share it. It's like, dude, it's always posted. Like it's nothing, like it's not a secret really. Yeah, um, you, didn't, you didn't break into their hack, you didn't hack <laughs> into their system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elon Musk. Um, yeah, so the purse structure is posted and I can't find the link anymore. Uh I'm not racing, so the purse for me, like it's I got it, I got it right here. Okay. Well, I opened up for Daytona. I know the double header deal is it doesn't pay as well as the single event, which that basically helps the promoter because the promoter's already taken the gamble of doing two events and they have to put up the purse. So like the promoter, he pays out the purse or the, you know, he or she. So, yep. you know, like for Daytona, for instance, it's a double header, um, super twins main from AFT alone, it pays 56 or five, sorry, I'll just $5,625 to win. 3,750 for second, 2,625 for third. That's super twins. So yep. 5,600 for first, 2,600 for third. The singles main, it pays 1,275 for first, $825 for second, $637 for third. Now, if you go back and you make the main on a super twin, you finish 18. I hope we have 18 super twins. You make $750. That's just to make the main. Um, the singles class just to make the main and get last, you get two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Um, and now Rob, they brought back LCQ money, and I, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I gotta look into this heat race LCQ 
stuff because it's different. Like it's kind of bringing back old school. But if you don't make the main, but you finish seventh through 18th in the LCQ for Super Twins, which I know for a fact, I don't know about fact, but I don't think we're going to have that many. Um, you get $225 to miss the main, which is nice. Shit, like, man. I, dude, I can make 225 bucks every round, dude. I'm a pro. Yeah, make you you'll profit two hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah, the entry is what one hundred and fifty, and then we don't we don't add those we don't add those numbers up. Tires to fuel, none of that counts. Hotels don't count. Nope, none of that counts. Food two hundred twenty five bucks. I'm free. You don't need to buy food. You just go mooch off whoever's got like uh, catered food. You just go mooch that food. Like you'll go over and talk, pretend you ask a question, and then like you just like they'll like you're standing there and they feel bad. Like hey, you want some food? It's like yeah, fucking around, take some food. So. Um, oh, yeah. Well, one thing with Ronnie Smith on my team, we're not going to be hungry. I can promise you that. <laughs> I'll be like, we'll be like, hold on, where's where's Team D and D at? Oh, they're at the barbecue joint up the road, <laughs> getting crawfish. Yeah, Dalton's looking around like, man, I got to get my my bike ready. Oh yeah, Rob's finishing up his triple meat plate right now. <laughs> triple meat plate. That's right up your alley. Uh, I don't know, Rob. I mean, people are bitching that we need to get paid more and and things like that, but I think. I think the purse is fair. I mean, you people aren't just getting paid from these purses. There's so much more that goes into a rider getting paid. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But what are your thoughts? I mean, I think the twins, the super twins main is more than fair. I think everything that they're giving us for purse is more than fair just from AFT. The singles main for these double headers, Rob, $637 for third. I think it should be it should be a little bit more in the singles. Like I, I'd like to see seventeen fifty to win, um, twelve fifty for second. You know, a thousand dollars for third. Like uh, I think if you if you podium twenty five hundred to win, yeah, twenty five hundred to win because the dash the dash should not pay more. And granted, holy shit, hold on, Al Lamb, thank you so much for another year of the singles dash. Like that and mission to mi- mission mission and, for the yeah uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah mission's definitely. got the I'm just. Uh, we were just talking about the singles. So my, my thought, and I'm not blaming the promoters. I'm not blaming AFT. I mean, there's only so much money to go around. We, we know that this is where riders have to come in and work on their side deals. Like, you know, get a helmet brand that pays contingency. You know what I mean? Like get exhaust pipes. I know there's a couple brands out there that pays contingency. So if you show up with, you know, no offense, but you show up with like a pro circuit pipe, they're interested in Supercross. So, you know, there's like between 250 and 500 bucks in contingency that you could get elsewhere and I, I know that like pro circuit might help us certain teams so if you're getting 20 free exhausts then yeah it offsets it but you know as a rider you know hit up your personal sponsor say look you know let me get some performance bonuses because you know that that's because these riders have to make as much as they can but i would in an ideal world i'd like to see pro singles you know or parts limited singles 2500 to win like that that class they've earned it but again, I'm not taking that away from AFT. I know this shit's expensive. You know, air fence alone is is breaks my heart just how expensive, but how necessary it is. So, yeah, I, I, I think the Super Twins is, is fair. You know, Jared Meese is probably gonna message me and tell me I'm full of shit, but you know, I don't care what he thinks right no, now. No, I think but, I think uh, he would agree. I think he would agree. I yeah, I just got a message from um, I got two messages. One from Mariah. She said Robbie just messaged me, and it's terrifying that he said you're gonna love the new pod without being able to listen to it. <laughs> and then, uh, and I just posted, um, for Hagerstown, like we're doing a double header now. It was going to be a practice and a race, but I'm just doing two races. And v- Vanderkoy hit me up. He says, since it's a double header, will the purse be cut 33%? He's <laughs> fucking with, uh, I said, nah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think what a lot of these fans don't understand is 
Uh, and I don't know how it was back in the camel pro days, but I think they don't understand that. I would say mm, 75, 80% of my winnings, if I would do well or whatever I get is not from AFT. So, uh, you know, like MotoGP, they don't have purse money. Um, they just get money from their sponsors, manufacturer, contingency, podium bonuses. You know, it's, you can't, if you're going to solely look at this pay, pay scale and live off what you see in front of you, plus adding your expenses, it, you can't do it. It's not even, I don't know how people even can look at that and think it's feasible. So no, you gotta, no, you can't, you gotta go off of other stuff. Like the, and I looked at the contingency before we came on just to see where we were at. It's not looking too good right now. Like I know, um, like KTM hasn't posted theirs yet. I know, I know obviously they're going to have contingency, uh, Husqvarna, gas, gas, uh, a couple other brands haven't posted <clears throat> their contingency yet, but you know, the bonuses, the contingencies, that's, that's where these riders are getting paid. And there's not a lot of salary gigs anymore. I mean, there's more salary paid rides in the singles and the twins, but these guys are also, they're, these riders are also getting paid like salary. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you pay more, it, you know, it's just, it doesn't like it's money's got to come from somewhere and I don't want it to come from the promoters because they're already struggling with ticket sales. So, Oh, and they have the biggest gamble of anybody, man. I mean, people don't, people give the promoters shit, man. And I'll be the first one to speak up for, for, for like me. It's like, they do a damn good job. And again, we've talked about Castle Rock, how good they did. And, and some of these other promoters coming in, like I'm stoked to see Hacker and Nickens uh, put in Virginia. I saw they posted that said, you know, we're in partnership with the track. Like that's huge. Like that's not that's a, that's a, though. And that's well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like right. you know, they they have went above and beyond and are putting something together. You know, and and just there's a reason why you and I both have been to every single RVA race because they do a good job, right? Like if we went there and we had to wait around all day and and shit was boring and just I mean, because they have a bunch of classes, a bunch of riders, yeah, and they still keep it entertaining. I mean, you know, so you know, hats off to them guys. You know, we, we just got to, everybody's got to do a little bit more and, and the blame cannot always be on AFT. I know it's easy to point the fingers and stuff, but uh, there's a lot of stuff we don't agree with, but again, it's their sandbox. So we have to adapt yeah, and overcome. I agree. I'm giving it, like I said, I think this pay, this pay structure is, is more than fair. And uh, it's really cool that they're giving LCQ money as well. Like that's uh that's uh you know, everyone's a hammer on what they don't do, but I, I want to give them a shout out for, for that. I don't like that. They all pay the same amount. Like I think, seven through 18th it should at least be like a ten dollar difference because what's the can we, incentive can for, I make a joke? <laughs> yeah are you grown to anyway so. <laughs> dude, no, dude, so pro single or pro singles lcq purse money comes out and it's like 40 bucks a person <laughs> you know what i mean like if you go yeah, and you look at yeah. the super twins breakdown if you look at the super twins breakdown in percentages and then do the same percentages as if we had one for the singles it would probably oh, the be lcq like, yeah it'd be 50, yeah, it'd be like 50, 40 bucks, you know. It like, wouldn't even be that. Uh, yeah, it'd probably be 40, 50 bucks. At that point, it's not even. I just don't like, like in local races too, like 8th through 12th will pay the same amount. Like what's the incentive? You're going to get these guys, like you're going to have them stop racing for position. Like in LCQ, if bullshit. you're not the top six, well, Super Twins. No, these idiots, these idiots are going <laughs> to, dude in like 12th place is going to take out 8th through 10th <laughs> just for the same exact amount of cash and then do like five grand in damage to their bikes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's do these high low line questions. I want to give a shout out to Dunlop motorcycle tires, supporting the podcast, 19 inch and 17 inch flat track tires, off road street. 
Appreciate Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Want to give a shout out to Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Commercial Industrial Roofing Company with nearly 40 years of experience. Check out Jerry's website, commercialroofsystems.net. And I want to give a shout out to Moto America, Rob. Daytona 200 is coming up. We'll, we'll do a preview pod for the 200. I'm still waiting on final entry numbers for that. And yeah, if you can't be in Daytona during bike week, sucks to suck, but you can check out their Moto, uh, Moto America Live Plus package for that weekend. They have re three really, really cool, actually four really cool classes. Um, in addition to the 200, they have bagger racing, which I'm, I'm excited about all the rule changes on the bagger class. I've been talking to Rispoli and some other guys that are racing that class and um that's going to be exciting twins cup is always a good one at daytona um rewatch the maziato anthony maziato video of him wall riding up the wall last year that was wait wait hold on did you did you say you talked to rispoli yeah the james rispoli at 585-356-1811 real estate rispoli fastest real estate rispoli yeah hit him up i'm i'm kind of upset with him i mean everybody I know text rispoli like let's see how many people we can get to text rispoli yeah. Um, just text them and say, just bothering them, bother say about bagger something. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Say bagger. <laughs> racing Come back sucks. Flat Let's see how many people. Five, eight, five, five, eight, five, three, five, six, 1811. He loves texts after 9 PM on the weekends, usually Sunday night when he's in bed. Text um, him. he's got plenty of time to talk to you about real estate. Yeah. Just hit him up, send him pictures. He loves <laughs> pictures too. Yeah, send him a, actually, everybody send him a, like, Fast and the Furious memes, or uh, gifts, like, send him a, like, Toretta. Yes. That's all we just, do. Just quotes. All we want to do is get Fast and Furious quotes, like, yeah. Rispoli lives his life one bagger at a time. time. Yeah, baggers, Twins Cup, and Super Hooligan Racing. Uh, let's get into these high-low line questions. I gotta, gotta suit up, get ready to go to PAX and get smoked by all the fast kids on the moto track. Um I'll, I'll, I'll ask it to you, Rob, and then I'll quick chime in. But we'll try and make these quick. Uh, run what you brung. Are you giving she, their names? Are you giving their names? I don't know all the names. Like, I just got, like, their – like, I don't know who they are. Just Okay, that's all right. We'll yeah. just – they'll know who it is. Go ahead. Well, these first six is Crazy M Picks on uh, Instagram. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe I do know. I forget who Crazy M Picks is. But they're, they they listen to all the pods and uh, appreciate, appreciate them sending these questions in. Uh, we're going to do this every week, guys. So if you have high, low-line questions, this or that um, – Send them our way. Run what you brung or strict rules? Mm, in, a, in a professional, or if we're talking about like American flat track, then I, there's no way it can be run what you brung. Um, just my personal opinion, and no, no offense, but if you make it run what you brung, guys like Turner, Essenson, they've got the money to spend, you know, ungodly amount. And I, I mean, I shouldn't speak out of turn. I, I don't know how much Turner spends or Essenson spends. I'm just saying it opens up, like, it opens up so much to where i think it'll turn into who's got the biggest checks you know what i mean like if it's run what you brung and you just say like a team like essence and well they can drag out you know whatever the hell they want to you know you have a stroke or 450 or, or i don't even know it's such a vague question but i i do think that rules and structure uh, do i would would i like to change some of the rules absolutely but uh, i think that it's definitely important to have rules i would love to see a run what you brung outlaw like Back in the day in road racing, they had uh, like a Formula Extreme or Formula whatever class, and it was like TZ 750s versus inline four-cylinder four-strokes. Like, and it was cool. It was a hell of a show. They even had a bike come out with like methanol. Um, they called it the methanol monster. But long story short, it, it fizzled out after a few years because kind of like the original baggers, it was like open checkbook racing. And the regular guys like Michael Barnes, for instance, he couldn't hardly get a top, you know, top five. And he's a, a past, you know, front runner you know but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to say uh, I, I do like rules. I don't like a whole lot of rules, but I do think there needs to be a basic structure incorporated. I'm going to keep it short. Um, for pro racing only, this is what I'm going off of. Run what you brung would not be a good idea, I think, uh, for a lot of reasons you just mentioned. But I'll also say that I also don't think production racing would be good. Like just having production-based 450. Like a spec? Like a spec. Like, oh, um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like production. They have like the production classes in uh, amateur racing. Um, I think production racing. Just going going off of what I see in like the PW50 class, production racing is like more expensive to be fit to have your bike fast and be legal. It can get very costly to to have production. So I'll say that well, as well. I yeah. Not only that, adding two cents into that too. It, you're exactly right because also certain years there's certain bikes that are far and above the best. So you know we'll use KTM for example. You know no no offense to anybody else. I just happen to like KTM's, but say they make the best 450 and all of a sudden you got a, a 20 field pack of KTMs and you got like the Estes and guys with the Yamaha or contracted guys will still be on their brands. But I think, um, you know, it, it just, I would love well, to see a production that's the plus and minuses of also being a factory team. And you see it in Supercross is they, they don't have as many um, options. Like they have to run what the factory tells them. And um, yeah, it's just one of them things. So all right, let's move on. That was a long-winded number one, but next, that's what we do. Uh, production, oh, fuck, I just, I just, oh, this is a little different. Okay, production bikes or race-only bikes? <laughs> what would you Well, uh, when you say production bike, I mean, it, it, you can't just different. say production bikes because nobody's going to take, I mean, it, look at, again, we'll use Essence, for example. They're not, their Yamaha is not a production bike on the seventh floor. I mean, the wow, word production make, is cool. Yeah, you'd have to make the rule, like, you'd have to, the rules now, like, the production bikes they're not, they're not even close to production bikes. And that's a whole nother topic we no. can talk about, but I, that's what I'm I would say, is. I would say production bikes, if the rules are done well, like, you know, I, I think yeah. there's, there's more production options. engines, Pro yeah. production engines. I mean, I'm totally cool with that. I mean, again, I'm, Indians a huge supporter of the series and, and our podcast and stuff, but yep. you know, I would love to see them give Jared Mees a budget and say, Hey, look guys, FTR is phased out. Here's your budget. Here's, here's your fresh stack of, you know, 1200s or whatever Indian makes. Yeah. Um, and then and go with it. I mean somebody like Kenny Tolbert they 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 would make it work just like you know certain riders now are, are going to the KTM twin platform after Wally Brown and Raspoli proved that yeah that you could make it work you know so um, right, yeah I've always been a fan of that number three settle like men or removal from event oh 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 <laughs> spicy one um, man, you know, the old school Rob is like, Hey, let's go talk about this out back. But realistically, there's so much corporate stuff now. Like, dude, if I punch somebody in the face, I'm going to get sued and probably, you know, kicked out of AFT. Now, hell there'd be some, I'd hope Mariah and Jen got some good video footage. Cause I need something to offset my being banned, but, uh, you just can't, you can't settle like men anymore. Hell, you don't even know if somebody's got a gun. Who's That's packing, the biggest you know I mean? thing, man. It's like every, the way times are now, I would say settle it like men, but dude, everybody's quick to pull out a gun and fucking shoot you so um yeah i mean i don't know dude i, I i'm old school like if somebody cuts me off and i think people know that like i'm, I'm gonna go to your pit and we're gonna have a discussion like i ain't gonna whine about it or you know talk about it whatever i mean i might talk about it and whine about it but i'm gonna go to your pit first and we're gonna have a conversation so i think settle like men i think that's lost in today's age i think these kids they don't you know, and a lot of these flat track, man, kids, they're not about that life. And they think they are like, you know, I hear these kids all the time, like Trent and Dalton, like they, they wanted to, they were talking about squaring up and fighting. I'm like, neither one of you guys are going <laughs> to fight. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, neither one like, of them know how to fight. Can you imagine what, what I mean. that fight would look like? 
Like they're not I mean, about uh, that look, life, dude. So look, let me see. Let me see Jared and Henry Wiles throw down or something. You know what I mean? Like because even yeah. when Sam and Henry. Sammy and Henry had their rivalry, and I'm like, man, I hope it don't come to that because Sammy's going to get his ass whooped. You know, and he's a little scrapper, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I don't want to see Trent and Dalton slap fighting in the pits. Like, you know. that's what I told you- him. I mean, I'm like, there's that, there's that RVM. Like, neither one of you guys, what do you mean you're going to fight? No, you're not. So, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I like settle like men, but yeah, like, like you said, there's a lot of corporate stuff. Um, everyone runs 750cc or a mixture of displacement with similar power. Uh, I, I hate the mix and CCs. Like, I think it should be within 50 CCs at the twins level. And obviously the singles class is fine, but I don't like, I don't think you should be able to race a 650 against a 900, which we have that now. So, well, yeah, but if you, if you look, you know, we're going to differ on this, but your opinion probably means more than mine because you've actually ridden these more twins. I mean, hell, I think one time you rode like all the twins at Springfield for a magazine, but, um, you know, I'm a little disagree on you that one because, you know, say the Cowie and the Yamaha start out at 650s and 700s. Um, well, Triumph, for instance, only has an, a 900. Or if Indian ever goes with the production engine, I think their smallest one's like either 1,000 or 1,200. So, um, and, and we saw it back in the day. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, completely drastic. They're all going to be around 100 horsepower, no matter what your displacement is. I mean, it, you can only use so much anyway. So, um, personally, with me, I'd rather them see them open up production and just say, look, you know, you know, if I don't know how, I mean, I'd have to sit down and really write up some rules. If but you look I, at I Moto think... America Twins Cup, there's a lot of brands that do well. Like there's um there's a, a wide variety of brands. So it's the the bikes are similar. We just gotta like stick to that and not let other we, we just gotta go off of what works, I feel like, as far as like a, a CC limit. But I I don't really? like this, I don't like the mix in CCs because then you're handicapping bikes or you're, you know, you're taking stuff away, you're giving other, that's what we're, where we're at now in the twins class. Like I had this discussing discussion yesterday is like, they let, you know, let certain bikes in, then they're handicapping, they're, they're taking, they're giving us different weight wheels and it changes in increments of fucking two pounds. And then we got to buy new wheels and then there's no flywheel. Then you can have a flywheel. You can have TC, yeah, no, no. you can have twingle. Now See, there's, there's no twingle. Much. There's way too much. And there's no incentive for these guys, these riders to move up to a twin because I don't even know what the rules are this year. Like I'm confused. I was so, going to say, here, here, yeah. here's my, here's my plan in ideal world. You know, you, you come out with a basic, a basic set of rules. Like, you know, you can't, five in my plan. opinion, you can't just say five, five years. Plan. Exactly. Yes. This, five is, year plan. this is a five year, five year rule freeze. The only difference will be if we change, say we change tire manufacturers or change fuel manufacturers, but the engine platform is going to be production uh, again. This is my this is my fantasy world. Production engines, you know, a thousand cc cap huh? or, or what? Said your fantasy world. I don't even know what that looks like. Fantasy race world. Okay. You know, you got, but but the most important thing is come up with a set of rules and say these rules in red are frozen for three to five years. I would love to see five years, but the only problem with five years is that in two years, some other brand might come out and then you say, well, we reserve the right to, well, we need these guys to track. move up out of the singles and ride these twins. But man, I, there's no reason to, for like any of these top singles riders, what are they going to do? Just throw a hail Mary $40,000 check at well, building a twin that they don't know if it's legal in two years. So it's that, it, well, that's another thing too. You know, we don't have an abundance anymore of like these old school dudes that know how to build bikes. Like you got, you got probably I'd say 10, 10 teams that can build a top level, say twin bike, you know, 
and then you got the other guys either buying hand-me-downs or or coming up there with some you know Cowie twin that used to maybe run in the outlaw series back in like oh six and it's you know I don't know how to say it, but, you know, the biggest thing for me would be freeze these rules, you know, come up with a good set of rules, sit down with all the major players in the twins group. Cause you, know, you can't just, you can't keep making these rules. You need to have a round table, you know, a yeah. round table discussion. Of course, it's going to be a round, it's going to be a round table argument, but just say, look, this is what we're doing. The old advisory See? meetings, dude, they were like, it was like, I'm, Bill. it was like Bill Warner, me, Jared Meese, hacker, um, I think Wiles was in a couple of them. Like it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty entertaining to sit in those meetings. Cause yeah, they just like, they just didn't go anywhere. It seems like, but no. Um, and that's the, that's the thing. They're, yeah, they're not going to go anywhere, but at least oh, we're, we're rambling on. What's I got two one? more. I got two more full electronics or just EF EFI throttle bodies. Uh, that's kind of n- no uh, electronics. No, I don't. Well, like, I don't well like hold on. So you, you have to, again, you have to, you have to, level you, I don't you like have TC. to look across yeah no yeah tc uh, it needs to be gone in flat track in my in my opinion and um, twingle. you know and i'm uh, yeah i'm sorry about you know i know tim and them have spent a ton of time and effort making the you know, tc work and now the twingles and the electronics thing if the bike came with it for instance ktm i think comes with what they call ride by wire well, it is a whole act of Congress to turn a ride-by-wire bike into a cable-operated bike. It's it's not – you need electronics, dude, to make all that shit work properly. But I would say, you know, no add-ons. Like, you know, if you ha- if your bike – like a case with a TC, guess what? It's now disabled. You know, I know there's probably loopholes and shit you can do, but realistically um, – you know, certain electronics like fuel injection, like in 10 years ago, we'd be saying, oh, fucking put carburetors on everything. And it's like, dude, fuel injection works so well. It's so smooth. It's so adaptable. So it's like we have to come to terms with technology. Technology is always going to move forward. If we stay back in the Stone Age, I mean, look at NASCAR, for example. They completely redid their whole shit a while back and went fuel injection. Now they're doing the cars of tomorrow. It's like same thing with Formula One, same thing with MotoGP. You know, you got to stay with the times, but at the same time, you can't price out the little guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got a, like, sorry, I'm gonna, for I'm example, gonna dude, G and G and G in their garage, you, you've said it before. They build amazing bikes. They've got off the shelf components that are easily accessible. Like anybody could build the G and G bike is what you've said. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need more of. We don't need, so put it this way. If, if G and G was like, all right, guys, we're going to allow TC and we're going to allow Motex and all these super expensive things. Like that might put you can run out Motec. I saw you can run Motec uh, now. I, I you, it. What I'm getting at no, is though yeah, that your, your little guys, they're not going to sit in the garage and, and spend 10 grand on an electronic system. No, to I, go think out there and win I think it's, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I got long story short. AF needs me to come in there and write, write the rules. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be uh be interesting. <laughs> I I got one more, dude. Um, yeah, I had a few more, but we'll do one more and then we'll save them for the next pod. Dude, um, I'm I'm good. Come on, no, let's go. I got I got to go to Pax, bro. I got I got shit. I got. I don't care about Pax. That ain't got shit to do with me. Big Pax job. All right, choose one: heavy wheel, water in the tire, or Jared's secret tire sauce. <laughs> fan, I'm gonna go with heavy fan, wheels, man. Fan sent this. I'm gonna go with heavy wheels. I've never did Who the did? water in the tire thing. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I've, I know that works. Like I've, I've been lapped by lap twelve at a national by Joe Cobb with water in the tire at a Beulah Park in two thousand nine, 
Um, I, I was, I was getting last, like I was finished. I was like in the top 10. I wasn't like doing that bad. And then all of a sudden Joe cop, he's blowing by me at halfway. I'm like, did Joe fall? Like, what the fuck's going on? And, uh, cause like I said, I'm like ninth or 10th place. And he was lapping 10th place on a mile by halfway. I was like, what's going What He lapped up the, he lapped Jared Meese at that race. He lapped up to like fifth place. And I, the rumor was that he had a, a really heavy water tire and it was legal then. Uh, I think actually it became non-legal because he had a tire that popped at Daytona one year and a bunch of water came out. So, um, well, so, so, I, but going back to, go I would go with, uh, uh, I don't know either heavy wheel or yeah. tire sauce. I I don't know how good Jared's tire sauce is. That's probably pretty good. So I I'd well, like to try that... I'd like to try Jared's secret tire sauce, like his best tire prep he's ever used in his career. I want to try that. So give me that heavy See, wheels. The... You can you can fucking use them whenever. So. That's the thing though, dude. Like tire sauce is great, but at the same time, like you can either it's either hit or miss. Like look at go karts for a perfect example. Those dudes live and die by the sword for tire prep and. You can have a guy, and, and, and this is firsthand knowledge, you can have a guy that's running away with it, just smoking him, and all of a sudden, you know, 10, 15 laps to go, that tire sauce has done its job, and now your tire is pure shit, so you go backwards. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a gamble you take, but heavy, heavy wheels, it. realistically. I never had I don't like great water. tire prep, so I never, like, I've never sauced my tires, really, growing up. Like, I, you know, I used, like, hot lap before at, like, a local race just to try it, and I didn't think it made a big difference, so... Um, no, you got to really, I there's a procedure by it. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm, I'm not a scientist. Just, I ain't, I ain't messing around with yeah. ch- chemicals and shit. I don't know like what it does. Like, 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 again, you could just, you can make it 20 times worse just like by adding too many coats. Exactly. That's the thing though. Um, and, then, and then the next thing you know, you're chunking a tire, but real yeah. quick though, the only thing I don't, I don't like the water just from a safety aspect, like say if you get a, do get a leak or a flat, not only are you done with the race, but you just say it's a groove track and you just oh, water yeah. the groove for the dudes yeah. behind you. I agree. I mean, yeah, hammers. No, no. So, hell, but some of these the good, tracks the only last good thing year, about the, we could have used a pop tire on, on something. Like, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the best thing about this question, though, is the fact that Aiden Ruth Evans is now always going to be known as the water boy. Like, if he don't come <laughs> out to the first race with Bobby Bobby Boucher on the back of his leathers or something, then then he's failed himself because that is – there's nothing. There's not an easier script to write than than him showing up with like a water jug in the pits or something funny. Yeah, and actually, I Aiden Rus Evans at uh, Castle Rock last year. Like I've said it a couple times. Like I was I was hurting, and he he had water. He brought water up to me and say, "Hey man, you look like you need a drink of water." I swear to God, actually, how do you say that? <laughs> exactly what he said. He was literally a water boy for me at Castle Rock. He, hey I love man, it. you look like you need a drink of water, and he gave me a water bottle. I was like, yeah, dude. Did you so, tell him that's high quality? That's high quality H two O. Cool. Give me well, one I, more. Come on, one more before you go. One more before right, you go. Come one on. One more. Um, don't be little, don't be a little bitch. All right. Uh, where is it? Let me find it. I already got out of it. Hold on a second. Let's get a spicy one. You got a spicy one? Well, I have one that involves me and you, but it's kind of a stupid, stupid right. one in my opinion because I don't even think it's a question. But C-Tex versus Robbie Bobby at the next Outlaw Short Track. Who has taken the W in 30-plus? Oh, Corey, for sure, dude. Like, oh, I mean, as yeah. much fun as I – it depends on the track. Well, no, it, sh- it shouldn't really depend on track. There's there's a certain couple tracks I might, like, run with you for a few laps. But if it's anything more than, like, eight laps, maybe even six laps, it's not going to happen. Like, I I would love – like, ideally, that would be, like, so cool. We could probably raise a shitload of money, like, 
Like if we were doing pit bikes or something, I'd be like, all right, well, let's let's see how it goes. But realistically, like, hey, I yeah, appreciate on the record, that, Rob. Corey, I, respect back, man. You're you're an underrated. Uh, you look at you. If you walk through the pits at a racetrack, nobody knew who you were. You you wouldn't. That that guy's not a threat. But you're, uh, you, dude. You, you. It wasn't too long ago you were beating like every fast amateur kid at Winter Throwdown. So it's. Uh, well, I with the AMA rule, I can only run four classes, man. So like, I'd I want to get back into it next year. Like, I got to run the Bull Taco for Walt. I wasn't really planning on doing the hooligans, but that would have opened me up for open am. But uh, Mark did travel a long way, and he gave me a really good bike. So. I wasn't going to bail on him either, but see where you stack um, up. But yeah, man, open I, amateur again. But well, dude, realistically, like I wasn't touching uh, Renshaw and maybe Banders not this year. You still, you're still a podium threat against the best amateur kids. And I honestly I think, think so, yeah, I think you had you had an outside shot of making the pro mains, which is very hard. But like you were mid pack at the Thursday uh, King of Thrones. Yeah, dude, I was, and and I was super stoked because I didn't really feel that well. Not no excuses, like they're way faster than me. But like, no, nah, you're. I didn't feel like. I, I think <laughs> if I can do it, ideally, obviously, it's never going to happen. But like, I just love riding that bull taco. But I can't ride vintage and the pro class. If there was some way to do that, then you know, c- completely, I would try and qualify just for fun because it's so fun dicing up. Because I usually can get a decent start, and then like these guys had to figure out a way to get, my, get around. Nah, my you have good racecraft, bro. Like, like even two years ago when the track got rough, like you had the best line out of any. Yeah, yeah. Like your line, hey man. Would, um, <laughs> leave it to the lazy guy to find the easiest way right nah man that was i'm like i'm telling these like fast pros i'm like watch what rob's doing like he literally has some really good lines so um but i think my racecraft's pretty good too so i i could be able to kind of figure that out pretty quick if if you're doing it you'd have to wait and just sling by me on the last lap <laughs> so <laughs> just take uh, us both out like neither uh, one of us finishes now <laughs> uh I appreciate all the fans for listening. We'll, we'll get this up. And uh, yeah, we have some more cool stuff coming. I, I've reached out to Mike Kidd. I got Steve Beatty. I reached out to, I've reached out to Rod Lake. I'm trying to get these guys on. I, I sent a message to, uh, to Dan Butler, who used to run the camel pro stuff. And my dad actually sponsored him. He, he wasn't into it, but yeah, we're re- trying to get some interview pods going. So if you guys have any suggestions or somebody you'd like to hear from. We might even go back and do some repeat guests. So we only have a couple repeat guests. I think we've had Mies on twice. I think Brombo we've had on twice. So maybe we'll oh, go back. Oh, speaking of Brombo, I saw he he uh, announced he's got a KTM gig. So that's cool. Uh, looks like it was with uh, yeah. some of the latest guys. So it's well, awesome he, to see that back. He had a uh, KTM in the back of his truck at Cedar Lake last year. So anybody that was there noticed it, you know, it's, a lot of these guys, yeah, we'll we'll have some more announcements, I think, and uh, in the next couple of weeks too, where we can talk about some more stuff. It's it's coming. Like I know if the fans are are getting frustrated, they want to know what's going on, but uh, a lot of these guys still don't have a clue, really. So, well, they don't yeah. have a clue, or they're just fucking working hard, man. Like busy, yeah. I'm, I'm just using myself as an example. I'm sure you're busy with putting your stuff together too, but it's like, man, like. As soon as I get off the phone here, I'm back in the shop, man. I got four bikes. Is that why you want to stay engines. on longer? You just you're just so much to oh, do. <laughs> it's just... I'm I'm honestly like it's, I'm at the point where it's like fuck. I just got to get it done. Like yeah. and the thing is like with with the shop here too. Like it's like the phones are ringing and like I just got to go lock myself in the race shop, which is what I'm going to end up doing. Which is fine. Yeah. You know, I don't mind it. Just you know when you have 42 different hats going on, but luckily I got a really good crew here at D and D, so we'll uh, I'll yeah. get it done. Appreciate but, hey, man, all you good guys. Pod and, uh, yeah, appreciate everybody. Yeah, yeah, well, Pax is it's like go my, throw some sick head nods. <laughs> hey, did you see my post the other day at the Pee Wee track? Was that funny? Did you like that? Of what you uh, taking my out my post about 
no, my post about riding on the Pee Wee track, but it, it, it like you had to like read the whole thing. It was fucking awesome. I don't know if I seen. I like it, really dude. spent some. I spent some time. I'm gonna send it to you right now because I want you to laugh at. It. I think you're gonna laugh your ass off. All right, I want to shout out the Yamaha Motorsports, Yamaha Racing for everything they do for the podcast. Check out their website, YamahaMotorsports.com. Indy Motorcycle, Gary Gray and Dean and everybody that you know helps us out and keeps the pod going goes. Test ride a motorcycle. I'm I'm actually waiting to see what the uh, Indian motorcycle guys do for contingency. I it's not posted yet, and he made mention at the banquet that they're going to continue supporting. Fact, or I'm sorry, uh, not factory. <laughs> to be cool, they're going to keep supporting privateer riders in the sport. It, you know, Indian motorcycle. They're they're a really cool brand, and they do a lot for racing. And they're riders and racers themselves, which is something you don't see from. From some of these other manufacturers, you know, Indian motorcycle, they they live and breathe motorcycle racing. So it's anxious to see what they come up with for contingency. And yeah, make sure you check them out and support Indian motorcycle. Uh, Rob, that's a wrap, man. I think uh, it was a good pod, something to get out there for people to listen to. Apparently, my voice is annoying. Somebody somebody said, hey, you know, the pod's good, but C-Tex has an annoying voice. So uh, fuck you to whoever said that. I forget the guy's name. <laughs> Hey, man, I got to listen to my own voice, so I hate the sound of my voice, but it's all all good. Can't please everybody, man. Hey, look, here's the thing, man. If you don't like our voice, it's super simple. You just make your own fucking podcast. Make your own fucking podcast. It's a free pod. Don't listen. Like, but but, but he will. From now on, you know what we need to do? We need to have a, uh, like, um, Charlemagne the God, and he's a a rapper, podcast guy, and he's got a donkey of the day. We'll just have our own like old head of the day or old head of the week, and then we'll we're gonna call you out. So if you make a silly post, I'm just gonna call you out and be like, "Look, guys, I on. forget the guy's so. name, but I'm pretty. I I forget his name, but he had um like the spelling of his name was like really weird. It was like a different way to spell his name. I forget his name. I think he's I think he was riding a pit bike in his profile picture. I don't I don't know. It's fine, uh, dude. It's fine. Like we we need people like that as well. I mean, the good thing is he listens to the pod, so that's. That's right. Know, well, and we just want to pick on you a little bit. Don't hate it. We're just <laughs> nah, we're giving you all, attention. We're giving you the attention that you want. It's all good. I wish I remembered his name, but it's all good. Appreciate you guys, uh, everybody, the people that hammer us and and uh, appreciate it, man. It's all good. <laughs> and with that being said, until the next time, we out. <laughs>